Today is July 10th. The Yankees split a four-game set with the Red Sox up in Boston. They win the first two. They lose the second two. Let's talk some Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks brought to you by SeatGeek. Thanks, SeatGeek. Use code YANKS for $20 off your first purchase at the SeatGeek app. They let you know the good seats, the bad seats. If you're getting value, if you're not getting value, that's code YANKS for $20 off your first purchase from SeatGeek. Jake, how you doing? James Davis, everyone live in the chat with us after the Red Sox series. I'm doing all right. Uh, I mean, obviously not uh, the ending to the series that Yankees fans were looking forward to uh, as they split four in Fenway, and you know they had they had Game Three by the haunches and kind of let that go, and then today, uh, kind of the bull bullpen depth got e- exploited a little bit. That you know what kind of alluded to uh, a few episodes, and it hasn't burnt them. And and today I think it did. But um, Yanks split two in Fenway. That was kind of my minimum mass. That's how we ended last episode. Uh, So it it is what it is. Obviously, the fashion in which it happened uh, stunk, and, you know, it opens up a lot of conversation. So in in that facet, uh, I'm here for it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think kind of where I came into the series was at least have the split. And then when they come to the Yankee Stadium in a week, we're going to, you know, you're going to have to flex on them. You're going to have to look good and pick it up. So hopefully they do that and we'll do it then. But uh, <laughs> pretty brutal watch for a couple innings today, Jimbo. I was asleep for most of today's game. I had myself a tough weekend with a sick wife and a sick baby and Doing Mr. Mom stuff for 5 a.m. till uh, 1 a.m. every day. So I, I went to take like a one hour nap and I woke up. It was seven to six. Uh, I went back and I watched everything and how it happened, but it was a brutal watch, even in replay, even though I knew the score got that way. Um, but God, am I exhausted? So I been trying to fake energy levels here. But I'm so mad that I fell asleep for that long because I have six hours of work to do before I get to the office tomorrow. So I think I'm driving in after the show and working at the office. You want me to bring the E, bro? Uh, Yeah, could use it. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it sucks the way it happened, but a split in Fenway is fine. Like, that's exactly what we said. You go 500 on the road, you win at home. Now they have to win at home. They won the first series at home against Boston. They got to win the next series at home. There's some concerning things that popped up. in game four here in game three, when they lost, I wasn't worried about anything that happened like uh, long-term. And then there's some other stuff like Cole's a conversation in, in Fenway and the depth and some playing time stuff and all that. But ultimately we said, if they split it, we'll be fine. They did it, but it, 
obviously winning the first two and losing the next two, especially a walk off and then blowing a six two or or it was four nothing, then six to two lead, I think. So four run lead. No, um, isn't fun or ideal. I will say, man, I I, I this is not a knock this at all. I love uh Fenway. It's a character. Like it is an element of itself every time you play games there. And they say it all the time, like for since I was born, since for a hundred years, I mean, well, it's Fenway. You can never count, never no lead safe in Fenway. Um, but man, like it shows up every couple innings where it's like there's just so many runners on base because of weird shit. Fly balls off the wall. We had sun glare uh get in the way of everything. I don't know. It's just it's it's so interesting that it plays it's such a character in the game. More so than any other park. And it always does rate out like number one in park factor, right? It's uh it's a different watch. We've seen both teams struggle with pop-ups the last two years. So I don't know if that's a new heartbeat or what's going on there. But yeah, I mean the the green monster obviously adds its own element. And uh I think there's something to I mean, on honestly, like Hate to quote Yogesh again, the same quote, but half this game is 90% mental. And I, I think hitters see that green monster and they feel good. Pitchers see that green monster and they're horrified. You hear Coney talk about it on on any of his broadcasts. Uh, he loves the monster, has its own heartbeat. That Yeah, and uh, I know this should be said in a good way this year and it should be planted as a, a reminder of last year's kind of disastrous ending. Having the wild card game there last year was a monstrosity, for lack of a better pun. Like, literally. And and so, you know, this year, again, that 14-game that lead is pretty, pretty nice. But stuff like that matters, especially with Fenway Park and especially with Yankee Stadium, too. Like, you know, yeah. we, we've got our little porch over there, the 10th man. So I'm not I'm not blaming it at all. And and I and I enjoy it as a baseball fan. So I hope Red Sox fans aren't like oh blah 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 blah. blah. No, no, I think it's the uh, it's part blah, of the allure. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. Blah, 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 now you're bringing blah, 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 blah. the the baby energy there. Um, we got four games, so I think we gotta let's do it. Jettison into it. What? Let's burn game one, Jim. We were there. The burns are brought to you by. The, be? the Scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders, Jim. You familiar with them? I am. I am. We might uh maybe we'll be seeing some of those guys soon. Uh they only play less than two hours away from the stadium. Take a trip out to PNC Field and see some of the baby bombers. Also, guys, it's minor league baseball. It's fun. Uh they got wagon Wednesdays. Bring your pup. Bring Fido. Maybe me and Noodle shoot up there. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, drink deals. Yep. Live there. Uh, you gotta go check it out. Uh, and go check out the team store, railriders.milbstore.com. I've got some of their swag. I wear it proudly. Uh, follow them on all the social media, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, SWB Railriders. Um, and by the way, how about code Jomboy? 25% off at the team store. That's if something was a hundred dollars that you would get twenty five dollars off. Can I tell you something you might be interested in? Yes. Oswaldo Peraza. Oswald Peraza. Yeah. Last 18 games. Mm -hmm. 366 batting average. Mm. 
425 on base percentage, 646 slugging, one dot OPS, hmm. and supposed to be a wizard with the glove. OPS, shortstop. Uh, make sure you go see uh, the Yankees' hottest prospects make their way up to the big leagues and get your tickets at swbrailriders.com and code JOHNBOY, 25% off at the team store. Game one. We're shipping up to Boston, whoa, oh, oh, and playing four in the bean. Garrett Culver something Winkowski, forget his name, because he seemed just like any other pitcher, to be honest. Top three, you bring the rain, I'll bring the salami. Grand slam, Josh Donaldson, and just like that, it's four, nothing, Yanks. Make it five, this hicks, this hicks. Unstoppable, back to back, oh, belly to belly. The police lead, a.k.a. 5-0. Whoop, whoop. Don't ever pitch to Devers. 5-2. Trevino rips an RBI double. That drops before the pitcher's mound. My goodness, it's 6-2. It's 6-5. Don't ever pitch to Devers. His second ding-dong on the day. Six innings pitch. Five earned runs from Cole all to Rafa. Speaking of Rafa, the bullpen was full Nadal after Wande, a.k.a. King Clay. Yankees take game one, six to five final. Mm-hmm. We were there. We know because we were there. Interesting, interesting, interesting game. Oh, sorry. Last 28 days, Peraza, one dot. I did oh. 18. I could have done 28. Oops. OPS with a 400 on base. Last 28 days. Not bad. <laughs> Baseball reference has versus older pitchers for like triple A splits, mm. which is hilarious. <laughs> he's doing rather well versus older. Well, he's doing all right. There's older pitchers. What does that mean? I believe if you want the real answer, I believe that means older than him. Oh, that's even worse. I thought they were meaning like, you know, like quadruple A arms. Because yeah. it's kind of like, like the sign in the minor right. leagues. If you, you know, he's the youngest guy on the team that yes. he's facing yeah. older guys. Davey, when he was young, coming up. Yeah. Uh, let's, we'll talk about the guys in the show for now. Uh, Jim, what'd you think about this game? Uh, the Devers game. And I had said. Earlier in this year that the only thing I was going to judge, I think in his PPP, I said the only thing I'm going to judge Cole on this year is how he performs at Fenway. Because I, I'm everything else I'm fine with. Like, he's been good. I think, I think the way his stats go is every month he gives us four ace outings and one blunder. And, like, that's why his ERA isn't, like, amazing. And what I, 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 that's how it goes. That's fine. Like, I, I'm good with Cole a lot of different times. At Fenway, I have no confidence in him at all. And I said this at the beginning of the year, and I said this a couple weeks ago, that I'm judging Cole by how he performs at Fenway for the regular season. It's a weird, stupid take, but it's kind of like, come on, dude, prove that you can pitch there one time. And he can't. And I know that this game, it was all Devers, but it's been like seven games now where he has a horrible ERA in every game in and of itself. I don't think he has a good start at Fenway as a Yankee. Yeah, it's funny if he if he waited till uh till Devers got banged up this series, does Cole go six shut piece? I don't know. Um but Devers uh Devers has his number uh clearly. Uh 
And he's an amazing baseball player, so that's part of the catch-22. That guy will be at Boston and Fenway for a while. Um, Yeah, man, I mean, we, we were in disbelief that they were even pitching to him. You know, we, we got all the tweets and screenshots after that, you know, Cole that wasn't even didn't throw him strikes, but you almost, <laughs> if you're going to do that, then, then really don't throw strikes because uh, he still hit him. He, he hit him for home runs and uh, made, again, what should have been, you know, the Yankees were up in this game 5 nothing. You know, this this should have been a dominant win. Josh Winkowski, I remembered his name. Uh, he He's going against Garrett Cole, our ace, and the Yankees put up a 5-0 lead. I know it's Fenway Park, and it's a, it's a crazy place to play some baseball, but this game shouldn't have gotten there, and, I, I you know, it's funny in hindsight, and we were on cloud nine. Shout out Amtrak sent us up there. We're sitting on the monster. You know, the, the game-winning run in this game was a missed infield pop-up by, uh, you know, the Red Sox trying to turn Franchi Cordero into a, a first baseman. So when you really step away from it, it's kind of like a yo, and I, I guess kudos to the good Yankees bullpen as of now, Wandy King, and Holmes, uh, because, you know, we, we saw in the rest of this series that uh, any good pitching outings were, were tough to come by. But, yeah, man, uh, they get the win, but... Uh, weird. I am wrong. He has one good game in Fenway as a Yankee. No, no, no. That was at home. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I do think his game log. I was trying to. I should have prepped this um, for people that haven't seen it. Like it is six innings pitch, three earned runs, quality start. Five innings pitch, three earned three earned runs. That was last year. And then you have the wild card game, which he might have been banged up, but still not great. And and then another one. It's uh it's like six starts now, and it's like a five or four ERA. But other than that, there's there's a lot of good stuff, you know. And there's a lot of good stuff, and maybe this is a product of Fenway, and 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 I gotta put it in Minnesota category and all that. But the offense was great all around, and and lineup wise, they go um, Hicks in center field, Judge and Rizzo both don't play, right? So when you're looking back at the numbers and all that judge had lower back tightness or something, uh, Rizzo uh, lower body. I think it was his legs. Yeah. Judge and, was judge was calves. Rizzo was back. Mm-hmm. They both don't play. So Glaber's in the tool. He plays well. Carpenter gets a start at DH. You got Stan playing left field. It's an interesting lineup without judge and without Rizzo. And, um, I don't know. Those are our two best hitters. So, yeah, I know. I know you were you were searching it for it today on the Twitter sphere. Uh, but Donaldson and Hicks, you know, they they picked a good time to go because you know otherwise, in hindsight of this series, you know, they Yanks might we might not be talking about a series split. Yes, but also, I mean, Boston fans are so giddy to say they have a bad team right now and then brag when they win. But the Yankees didn't they didn't field their A lineup until Game Four. Well, that's kind of what's funny about it because they, they won the game with their lesser lineups, but baseball Susan. I mean, they scored some runs. It's It wasn't really their the hitter's fault in the last game. All right. I think that's all. They're, they didn't pinch hit for anyone. They didn't pinch run. The bullpen was exactly how you would draw it up in a close game. Uh, Wandy is that guy right now in the seventh inning or the first out, and then and then King and Holmes and... Wandy probably shouldn't be there. He is right now, based on everyone. I agree with that, based on who they have in the bullpen, that that's Wandy's spot. 
But I think when they have to go two games in a row against the same lineup, especially a lefty in Fenway, and we'll get to a game three, I think that gets highlighted a bit. But that's the formula. Yeah, Wandy's been nails, man. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's uh, as the all-star break comes and the trade deadline comes and Herman's throwing, Johnny Luizaga's throwing, uh, Marinaccio, he had his his shoulder inflammation. It's going to be a interesting few weeks to see to see how the back of that bullpen develops. Yeah. The walk to Ploiecki was pretty bad, which sets up the Devers' second homer. Sure. All right, let's do game two. All-star Nestor Cortez Jr. That has a nice ring to it. Versus Connor making a point in an email, a.k.a. C-Bold. How are your veteran third baseman? Go for balls by Donaldson and Carpenter. Gallo with his third career sack fly. That gets turned into a triple. Arroyo goes full, loses his parents at Kmart, and it's 9-2 Yankees. 9-5 after Story and Bobby Dahl back home. Yankees, they get some insurance runs. One in the final, each of the final three innings. And more importantly, your local firefighter, Lucas Licky shuts out the Sox for the final 3.1 innings. Nestor to Castro to Abreu to Licky. Yanks take game two, 12 to 5 final. Ooh, I forgot this was 12 to 5. Yeah, they stretched it out. One run each of the last three. Yeah. I forgot it was that many up front. I forgot this was a good time. Yeah. Huh. Jackie, yeah, with, Jackie with Bradley Jr. at the end of this game pitching. Oh, that sucked. That's probably why I blacked it out. Um, yeah. And I was on the couch with this. Oh. This was Friday night. This was Friday night. I was in the hospital with my son until 4 a.m. That's why I don't remember. <laughs> the whole night was a fucking blur. Uh, maybe I wasn't having a good time. Anyway, I really don't remember this game now. I'm looking at it now. Uh, Carpenter. Judge returns. Carpenter goes off. Everyone goes off. They, stay, they, I mean, they were taking walks against JBJ. That was funny. Uh, RBI walk. Is that Kiner? Uh, I think a couple guys took walks. I think Judgey might have taken one. Let's see. Judge walked, and then Kiner walked. Marwin walked. It was. It was an ugly. It was bad baseball. RBI walk. I mean, walks. Yeah, it's weird. Good job by the Yankees. Yeah, Decent I mean, job by Nestor. Not really. Um, no, not really. Three point two. Never mind. No, I mean this this game, Jim. Uh, they put up a four spot in the first again. Donaldson hits a three run homer. So that's you know, uh, kind of back to back flashbacks for the Boston. A Donaldson homer. They're down four nothing. Um, big Vasquez double that cut the lead in half. Gave them a little bit of life. But then the Yankees. The Yankees go a uh, Carpenter with a double and a homer and the Gallo uh, triple that, you know, the now kind of famous Carlos Arroyo gif of him just not seeing it at all. And he, he does happy feet out there. Um, but after four, it's it's nine to two, which again, it's it's Fenway, but uh, nine to twos should be a safe one. But then they they hit two homers off Nestor. It's nine to five. You're wondering if we're doing this song and dance. And then the Yankees, they put on the tack on runs. 
an incredible performance by Licky. Uh, felt good in the time. Feels especially good now after seeing the rest of the series. But, yeah, I mean, this was, you know, kind of peacock the feathers a little bit. Like, the Yankees came into Boston, you know, in theory they dominated that first game, although it became a close one-run game. And then this one, they, they went in blowout fashion again that, you know, like you said, they they were coming into this with some rookie pitchers. Connor Siebold, 2.2, seven earned runs. Finished with JBJ on the mound that it's like, all right, the Yankees, maybe this is, you know, the perfect season and we're about to literally end the Red Sox season. Uh, that's kind of what everyone was feeling after this. Dude, Red Sox fans, and I, I was going at it because I was in a state, are just so pathetic when they're talking about their AAA pitchers. Like, so they shut us down. You're going to scream and yell about how you beat us with your bad guys and beat us with the bad guys. And then if they put up a seven spot, they're like, oh, really? You're excited about that? You're excited about getting seven runs off Connor Seabold? Like, you guys are like pathetic fan 101. You're just being obnoxious either way. What are we supposed to do? Put seven runs off Connor Seabold and say, bad effort by the Yankees. It was Connor Seabold. Get better AAA pitching. What the fuck do you want me to do? I don't. I mean, I don't think you have a, a vote in the process. So I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. It was bizarre. It was a bizarre like time on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think those people on Twitter are going to do that either way. That's well, yeah. I'm, but they don't realize it. They're like you know, they don't realize how like stupid they sound. What else happened? Anything else in this game, man? There's nothing. It was such a blowout. There's nothing to really talk about. Like there was Litke. They throw Litke for 49 pitches. I don't know what the fuck that was about. Um, uh, go get him, Lucas Litke. I think his previous high was 26. Yeah, I, I think it was a classic case of as the Yankees put on tack up runs and Litke felt good. I I think it was low leverage pitches, and I think. He's also been in a spot in the bullpen that's kind of been in a weird area all year that he was like, I'm feeling good and I'm dealing. Like, let me keep ripping it. Um, and again, especially after seeing these next two games, kind of an incredible performance by him. Um, I think they're probably also like, we're only going to use Lakey once in Fenway anyway. Just go as long as you can. And last year he had some games above the 35 mark. Ruko kept reading uh, some game log stuff from last year. This year he hasn't gotten there, so that was out of place there. But the he, other, gets a sa- he gets a save? Three innings. Three innings. Rules are dumb. No matter this, is there a, a run limit attached to the three innings? Final th- if you if pitch you the final three innings, you get a save. No matter what the lead is? Ivan Nova has one. Baseball's. Silly. Baseball. Uh, the other two moments that probably deserve to be talked about uh, as the Red Sox were gaining momentum. So they get Cortez out of the game. Story and Dahlbeck Homer. He walks J.D. Martinez. Bogarts is coming up. They bring in Castro. Castro uh, hits Bogarts. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so base is loaded at Fenway, 9-4 game. Um, and then he strikes out Vasquez in a seven-pitch at bat. Uh, Vasquez was really battling. Uh that was a huge moment. Then two innings later, uh, Albert Abreu's pitching. He's got two on. Uh, and then 
Licky comes in for him. He walks Verdugo. I believe it's bases hucked again, and Licky gets Trevor Story to pop out. So, uh, you know, that tying run was at the plate there, sixth inning in Fenway. If either one of those at-bats goes awry, we're back in a Fenway battle. They got out of those, and uh, the Yankees stretched it out from there. Yeah, and uh, Abreu, he he looks like he's ready to uh, get dropped down and tinker with some things. And uh, I don't know. Same place he found himself last year in spots he just probably shouldn't be in yet. And, I mean, hats off to him for getting some outs. But bullpen depth's probably the biggest thing coming away from this series where uh, <clears throat> maybe it wasn't, a, maybe it jumps up to a bigger priority on my trade. Uh, list than it was prior is making sure we have more bullpen death because I'm crossing my fingers so hard they might bleed. What the hell do we do if King or Holmes (laughs) gets nicked up or hurt? Uh, They lost Batanzas and Herman in 2018 after the deadline or 19. And like, you just got like, let's use the deadline to prep because right now it's thin. And I mean, I don't, I don't have much faith in Chapman or Luizaga coming back and like regaining their role. And I, so I don't know who it is. So that's, that's probably the one takeaway. My biggest takeaway is like, that's probably jumped up to maybe number one on my trade priority list after this series. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's what are the injury updates actually, you know, cause Johnny Luizaga, if he's healthy and after, you know, two good outings, uh, we would feel good about that guy in a seventh or eighth inning, uh, but we we don't know what we don't know. So that's where really yeah, interesting but, to see where the yeah. updates are with him. Uh, no idea how they view Domingo Herman. And yeah, I mean pitching. We've heard that they've been looking at pitching. I think people saw why after this series, even if you know Nestor Tyone seeing a little bit of regression, which was going to happen anyways. But we we knew even when they were lights out. They were looking at starting pitching. So they're they're looking at pitching, and it's just how how are they valuing their current guys on the IL and who's available and for what price? Yeah, I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying that like, Luizic could be good. I'm just saying you might not have enough time to really find out and bank on it. Right. And not just him, just the whole, the whole bullpen. You know, Wandy's your seventh inning guy right now. That's not how it's drawn up. Right. All right, let's go to game three. Mm. Oh, the other thing in this game, Jake, was all the stolen bases, which I think comes back to uh, as a talking point in game three, is that the Yankees clearly, uh, all season, have been more aggressive on the base paths and, and running, and they they picked up three or four steals in this game. Donaldson stole third. Hicks stole uh, third. And they, they they led to runs. They, they made the Red Sox throw it around a bit. And then I think the aggressive base running Maybe they found their limit in game three. Yeah, our, uh, and I don't know. I, I mean, I think fans feed off this stuff. Yeah, four stolen bases. Marwin gets one. Um, you know, we, we Joe's is pretty connected to the Yankees nowadays. Winning raffles, some of the guys on the teams, Dolphins. He, he said, like, these guys wanted to, like, come down hard on the Red Sox. Like, this was their time. This is the Yankees' year. Like, let's kill them going into the All-Star break. 
And I think this game was the example of it, like you're saying, with the stolen bases, getting a position player pitching. like And taking the walks, I do think was... I, think if, this, I don't know if this is a hot take. I think if it was the Pirates again, they're not... Judge isn't taking that walk. And... They're not taking those ar- those walks. Yeah, you you and I aren't fully eye to eye on that. I, I think guys care too much about stats and numbers these days. That if if a position well, Hicks player, cared about stats, he swung at a ball out of the zone for a grand slam. That's like the mindset that I I think is more popular. Yeah, there was a little bit. Di- I mean, they were getting softball pitches. He used a softball swing, um, and JBJ was mixing it up between ninety mile per hour fastballs. He threw a couple sliders and shit. Like he's He's wanted to pitch for a while. That was cool that he was pitching, like actually pitching. That was the original goal of all of it. All right. Want to do game three? Let's do game three. Jordan Montgomery and the Yanks try to go up 3 0 in the series as they take on. Born to be a pitcher, Cutter Crawford and the Bosox. Dibs on that band name. Hixie Baby one more time. He ties it at one. Rizzo and Donaldson with RBI hits. It's three to one in the sixth. Rob Refschneider home run. Where am I? Three to two. Make it three. Doogie Hauser's one. We're going to Bunos Cantos and the Yanks put up two. Judge, Rizzo, RBI doubles, and here's the double play ball to end it. Oh, no, Donaldson can only get one, and Alex says, let's Verdugo home. Yankees lose 6-5 to five in 10. Yankees get Judge back. Rizzo's back. Glaber stays in the two-hole with Stanton in the four-hole. With no DJ. So they gave DJ a day off. So they were still giving a top hitter a day off every game. Game one, no judge, no Rizzo. Game two, no no judge, no Rizzo. No Stanton, no, no Rizzo. Stanton. No, no Rizzo. Stanton. Game three, no DJ. Um, that was interesting, but I I don't know. Well, at some point, I was like, come on, the DJ, whatever. Um it's hard for them to get play all their guys right now because they need to play a shortstop. So it's an interesting lineup. But again, you have the three pitchers, King, Clay, Wandy, and um, Wandy gives it up at the end. Some soft contact ball right to Glaber's left that we've made him see, made him, we, we've seen him make that play before. And then, uh, the the game, ball to hit it the the hit to win it from Wandy so I, it's not I was doing this I was calculating all the things that went wrong Rizzo stealing third yep too aggressive let's tone that down uh, Trevino getting thrown out after that ball drops uh, at seconds like yep base running like I feel like we hit the cliff here let's just let, uh, dial it back down to Higgy ten Higgy caught stealing. Higgy caught stealing. You went to 11, go back down to 10 on the aggressive base run. kind of found the limit there today. Um, the Verdugo out bat, I wasn't a fan of shifting with right. uh, shifting on him with Clay Holmes pitching. And everyone was like, he missed his spot. So he, they pitched outside the first two pitches, too, with the shift there. I know that particular pitch was coming inside, but Verdugo beats the shift a lot, and he throws 
95 mile per hour fastballs with 20 inches of arm side run. <laughs> like, that, where do you think he's going to hit him? He's not going to pull that. So I didn't like that. Uh, there's a lot of little things that I just that that added up to the loss, but none of them made me are things I'm worried about in the long run. Right. Save that combo for game four. None of those, none of them in game three were things I was worried about in the long run. Even Donaldson, he made a great play yeah. uh, to end the inning before, which I could have seen some replays of it at different angles and stuff. But Fox was killing me. And, uh, and then he bobbles that one. And we saw today he, he had like a tailor-made double play that got beat out. I don't know who was running uh, yesterday versus who was running today. It was Verdugo. It was Xander. It was. It would have been Verdugo running to yesterday. Who beat it out today? Because it was similar plays. Where like my brain was like, maybe that wasn't even a given double play then. Yeah, I I, I know what you're talking about. I'd have to really get in today's box score because it's tough to find that out. Was it Dahlbeck? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you would have liked to see. <laughs> Everyone would have liked to see. And yeah, man. I mean, there's a. You know, it ties into bullpen depth. Ideally, I don't know if Wandy's there. And and you're right. I think, you know, we saw they actually, uh, they didn't have the shift on today on Verdugo. And he hits one through the hole on the right side. So, uh, it's a little damned if you do, damned if you don't. I, I do agree. You know, I, I think it's something where baseball defenses have to adjust more so to the pitcher on the mound. We, we've kind of seen the pitching revolution adjust to that. Like, you're Clay Holmes. Throw that good pitch. So, he does. Uh, I think if your defense is in Verdugo, a, a kind of a slappy hitting lefty, he was joking about today how Judge has more home runs in the first half of the season than he has in his career, uh, that you kind of have to you have to play that a little more. But uh, like can I, can I add to your Verdugo point before we move on? Sure. Today he beat the the non shift, and they opened him up change up, and then he got the hit on a change up. So it's like these have to be in sync right <laughs> if you're throwing if Castro's and Trevino are going to attack Verdugo a lefty with change-ups then play pull side D but or play straight up the middle probably just play straight in the middle and pitch him how he gets pitched but they didn't they weren't in sync what he was what Verdugo was being thrown and the way the infield defense was being lined up wasn't weren't in sync and it's kind of just like you have to have a little more nuance than that in my opinion so, uh, I mean, they see the bullpen the second time. Like you said, the, the baseball gods got involved in this one. There, there's a couple things that one or two things go one way or the other, and the Yankees easily win this game. It doesn't happen. Uh, kudos, uh, somewhat kudos to Boston. I mean, Verdugo putting together good at bats. Jeter Downs uh, comes, comes in, gets his first major league hit. So, uh, there's baseball gods for a reason. They, uh, Boston's they, lineup is good. Yeah, that's, I mean, part of the reason they've turned their season around. That's Don't tell Boston fans, though. They're a bad AAA team, according to Boston fans. <laughs> I think they're a good team. Right. But Boston fans think they're a bad AAA team. That's what I've been told. Right. Right. Their lineup is pretty fucking good. Lineup's really good. Lineup's really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's kind of it. Rob Ref Snyder. No, there's more takeaways from this game that I was happy with than upset about. Um, like Holmes let an inherited runner score, so don't really care about that. 
Uh, I was interested. Do you think he could have come out for the third? Someone tweeted that at me, and I was like, no way, like th over three innings. But then I saw it was only 18 pitches. But I, it would have been over the course of three innings. It would have been. So that so in my head, I was just like, no, you can't sit him down twice and keep pitching. He's probably never done that. Yeah, but they, then they, I, bull, bullpens I call him up-downs, and I, I don't think the Yankees have done uh, two up-downs to Clay Holmes. So, no. I know, yeah. So that, But then I saw it was only 18 pitches, so I was – I just want to ask. I that's what I said. I was like, it didn't even occur to me that he was would be able to come back out again. Because then, if he has one bad at bat coming out the next inning, he's at twenty five pitches, and you're you're done with him anyways. So it's not. I don't think it's yeah. a solution. Yeah. Um. Monty with a decent start. I mean, best start of the weekend. Yeah, easily. And then, and then offensively, there was just so much good. Uh, to walk away with. So this game didn't hurt me. Yeah. Carpenter in left field. No DJ, like you said. Um, yeah. Cool. Game four. Pain. The Red Sox would try for the split. When I say I need you, you say Pavetta. As Nick tries to not get punch drunk against Jamison Tyone and the pinstripes. Dibs on that band name, too. Hit the music, Giancarlo. Let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo. Te quiero. Oppo homers. Magic Carp splashes another homer. Six to two. Yanks. Oh, boy. The Sox score the next nine. Yankees lose and split the series. Ew. Bye. Ew. Ew. Bye. Gross. They go up early. They get to Pavetta. Uh, sit on some curves. Tyone gives it back. They go to Chappie out of the bullpen. He gets blooped to death twice. Yeah. And then Castro, not good. Castro didn't record an out, two hits and a walk. Yes. And then, um, yeah, man, I mean, that's where it's like, all right, Castro, you got out of it that earlier game with the big strikeout. But I don't know if Castro, Wandy could be seeing like that stretch of guys twice. They're not, uh, maybe Wandy can. Um, but Castro, and then when Abreu comes in, it's not there. So it's the bullpen for me. Chapman, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? Even though it's too bloop to death, I didn't think he looked sharp. Some of the strikeouts he got were on yanked fastballs, or he did he did he have a walk? He had two walks. Um, I thought the strikeouts were younger guys. It was Downs and someone else. Dahlback. Uh, I think it was. He ended with Vasquez. It was Dahlback and Vasquez. Oh, okay. Downs put one in play. Yeah, that was the second bloop. Okay. Um, so I the hits are bloops. They're just kind of got jammed in. But overall, I didn't think Chapman looked like sharp uh, or good. No, I it, it. To be fair, it's it's tough to grade. I I mean we we know a Chapman has had problems with with runners on base in the past. We we know that that gets in his head, and then you know I. The first one DJ has in his glove, and, you know, if you believe in baseball paths, how does that change the entire inning if, if he squeezes that one? 
Uh, and then the the second one, you know, DJ calls it off again. He doesn't make the catch. Hicksy got a really bad read on it. Um, but yeah, he he doesn't look sharp throughout the inning. He actually ends up limiting his damage better than you think he would. But yeah, tough and again, kind of the bullpen depth like that clearly wasn't the spot that you'd want to bring Chapman in. The, the The last couple times we saw him were blowouts, and now he's in a tied game in the sixth inning at Fenway, but kind of by default. So mm-hmm. that's that's tough. Castro, uh, yeah, he, he didn't have it. Kiner uh, error on IKF to start the inning, and then he walked Bogarts, and there was like a uh, – it was the error, and then the first pitch to Bogarts was a strike. The M called the ball, and it's like, fuck – this is going to be bad inning. Right, and that's, you know, Albert Abreu's line ends up looking pretty funny. Two two innings, no earned runs. Um, yeah, the the IKF error is bad. It's the routine one that he's, he's struggled with all year. Double pump. Um, he did have one of the best plays at short we've seen in a while. Right. Before. He's made a couple of also, the highlight ones. Also sucked at the plate, so. Yeah. I, I remain the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else in this game? Yeah, I mean, the, the strikeout on Stanton, uh, I'd, you know, the guy who's kind of been, he was hitting bullets all night, and he gets rung up on awful calls. Booney gets tossed. Not saying he hits the solo homer there, but, you know, it that was a one-run game with Stanton up, and they were literally trying to walk him, and he gets punched out. So that's pretty brutal. Um, Tyone, um, again, I, I think I'm... He obviously hasn't looked good. His his recent stretch, uh, you know, isn't good. I think it's 20 runs and in 20 innings or whatever. Um, I mean, again, baseball gods and where are you playing? If if he's uh, if this is played at anywhere that's not Fenway Park, that Vasquez ball gets caught and he's five innings, three earned runs. Uh, instead, it's off the monster, five innings, six. Um, I don't know. Again, look, putting it in the pot with all the other pitching performances, I'm I'm not too freaked out. Yeah, we differ there. But I'll save that for later. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Offense put up six runs. Chapman, Castro, Abreu, ain't the bullpen, and uh, Tyone didn't have didn't have it. So it's it's obviously all pitching, which. Are all concerns. Tyone's a concern for me. The bullpen, the depth is a concern for me. And those are, that's why I say this and some of the defense, I, I kind of making routine plays into errors. This game had all my concerns. Yeah. For the long haul. So also had Carpenter going down 0 2, fouling too often, and homering. And that's a conversation we could save as well. Like that. Don't love the bunt. I like that it worked. Um, kind of. But you're just hitting so many homers, so I yeah. hit homers. Yeah. It's a 3-1 pitch, too. I don't know. I didn't like it. Especially, I, I think it was the Yankees kind of trying to big brother some more. Like, look look what else we can do. We're up 6-2. We're going to run away with this game, and then you end up back here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the second part of the show. Jim. Where the fuck is Caleb Ort? Rule five. What nice. else? What else you want? From where? 
Yankees or Oh, really? This year's yeah. Whitlock. Yeah. Is, it, is it Whitlock? The, yeah. the Red Sox just, uh, they don't have any depth, so the, the only depth they have is when the Yankees can't keep all their depth. Triple-A team, dude. I've been tweeting at you trying to tell you. Triple-A team. We made a bunch of accounts to try to tell you. Jimmy, the other thing I've been trying to tell you about is trade coffee. Uh, and you might need it. You might need it because trade coffee. Jim, you drink coffee. I've seen it. It's true. Coffee gives true. people energy. I drink coffee. And what Trade Coffee does, they have 450 different kinds of coffee live and ready to ship every day. There's not one perfect coffee. We all don't drink the same coffee. One coffee, please. One coffee, please. I'll get him a coffee. I don't even need to ask what kind of coffee he wants. No, everyone likes different coffee. I get it through your heads, people. I feel like I'm beating the hell out of you with the coffee stuff. Trade Coffee. What they're going to do is they have you take a quiz. What do you like? They find out, they match you with the perfect coffee, and then they send it out to you. And right now, they're offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash yanks. That's 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz, drinktrade.com slash yanks, and let trade find you the coffee You'll love. Go check them out. They've delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee. Oh, 750K positive reviews. I like that. Again, it's drinktrade.com slash yanks, and you'll get your $30 off and free shipping. Go check them out. Trade Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Ooh, I get to go first? Yes, sir. Easy for me. It's Matt Carpenter. Mm. It's I, I mean, I didn't even look at the stats. I have no idea if someone is more deserving statistically than Matt Carpenter, but it's it is what pride the, of the Yankees is all about, man. Sometimes it is. Um, it is uh, easy, easy. Matt Carpenter for me. I mean, this dude. He played all four games. He DH game one left field, left field DH. He's uh, an everyday player now, basically, like going back to Pittsburgh. When did he play? How many in a row has he played? And there, and I'm not saying that this is, and there were people, maybe me, maybe anyone that I think is a logical person, thinking, you know, he might get overexposed if he plays a lot. This might be a little Cinderella because he's getting dibble and dabbles and big hits here and there. But if you were to start him every day, I, I, I think he might get overexposed. And we're there. He has played, he started the last six games. Started the last six games. And he's not slowing down. I mean, in July, since starting the last six games, he got a 440 batting average with an 880 slugging. Three homers, two doubles. It's crazy, man. And and I don't have the stat on this. I really wish I did. Uh, Maybe I can finagle it somehow. But he is putting together at bats. Yep. I mean, he went down 0-2, and I think he fouled two pitches off before hitting the homer. He is giving, and they were talking about on one of the broadcasts, like another long at bat from Matt Carpenter. I don't know what his uh, pitches per plate appearance is because he doesn't have enough yet to be on the leaderboards. But, man, and also the defense might not be a fit in left field at other ballparks or in right field at other ballparks. I'm not sure, but this is kind of 
what I was saying, do this with Andujar. Um, do it with someone. Right. And they did it with Carp, and it's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, that's what... I think going into the Pittsburgh series, I said, like, it, we got to find out. Like, if, if he does get overexposed, good. At least we know. Uh, and he hasn't. And, man, the thing... It's do things make sense in sports. Uh, a little shrapnel at Jeremy Lin for no reason. When Lin's sanity was happening, it, it was wild. Like, he he looked good, but he didn't look that good. And then it he ended up regressing to the mean. But Lin's sanity was one of the awesome sports experiences of my lifetime. We were kind of having carp sanity. And it was like, all right, like, we have to start this guy. Whenever he plays, he's hitting a home run. He's got 20 starts and 10 homers. 20 starts and 10 home runs, Jim. It, a little assist from you from talking baseball. He is tied for the most home runs as any Chicago White Sox hitter. Hmm. He's started 20 games. Uh, we're past the midway point of the season. So what Matt Carpenter is doing, and by the way, you're right, I didn't really get tested. The stuff that was routine in left field, uh, he looked fine on. Uh, and even his, his, his time out in right, we saw him briefly. We'll see how all of that develops. And, Jim, for me, going, tying it back to Linsanity, it's does it make sense. Was this guy a great ball player? Yes. This guy's a multiple-time All-Star, a Silver Slugger winner. Uh, you know, what's the story? Well, he went and he changed his whole swing because there's a couple years where he wasn't hitting. <laughs> is he going to stay at this level? No, because no human has ever in baseball history. But, I mean, this guy's in the lineup. He's, he's giving you show at bats. That's kind of what you were saying. Uh, and it all makes sense. It's, it's not, remember Aristides Aquino went nuts for the Reds a couple years back, and everyone's like, this. <laughs> I can basically promise you this will not continue. Um, Matt Carpenter. Not a real swing. Matt Carpenter will continue. Um, not at this pace, but he will continue. You think so? Yeah, because if he even continued at this pace, teams would just walk him because he's better than Barry Bonds right now. <laughs> the pitches per plate appearance thing, I just I just did some quick math on it. And uh, he would, if he had enough plate appearances to be qualified, which he doesn't, he would lead baseball in a landslide. So he has uh, on the year four, he's averaging four, Point seven five four and three fourths, I guess. Math pitches a plate appearance. Uh, of all qualified leaders, the highest is four twenty nine. He's four seven five. So obviously, we got to wait till he gets enough at bats to be qualified, and it probably naturally comes down. But every at bat is fucking crazy. Guys locked in, and it and it, he's just. He simplified his approach so much. He's standing like a bored piece of shit in the box. Like an old man that time traveled from 1930s baseball, or maybe 1880s, to be honest with you. 1880s baseball, and just kind of stands there like a dad against a little kid, like, all right, put one in the zone, and then smashes it. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool baseball. I, uh, I started looking at pictures of Sam Elliott mid-game. Um, cause their eyebrows were kind of giving me the same vibe. Uh, ended up looking at some young pictures of Sam Elliott. Go check that out. What a sex hot pistol. had to be hot, right? Oh my god, dude, hot's an understatement. Uh, like dude, kind of put Selleck to shame. 
Um, but I guess that's just my preference. Twenty percent of the pitches he's seen, he's fouled off. Good. Doesn't want him. Yeah. So that's my pride of the Yankees. It's a good one. The the stats are there too, by the way. Lower stats in the series. Seven for 14, two homers, two walks, four RBI, four runs. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hoorah. Hoorah. Um, okay. I think where I'm going to go. Man, you had to mess up that one ball, Josh. I'll go Aaron Hicks. Um... I will go Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks has a big series. Uh, five for 13. Two home runs. Two stolen bases. Six runs. That was most on the team. Four walks. That was most on the team. Uh, Hicksy has changed a lot of conversations in Yankees land uh, since the start of July. Uh, coming into today, he was 10 for 23. That's 435. He was slugging a one dot. Uh, three homers and a triple and two doubles, a one five seven uh, OPS. He was showing that pop that that was kind of our big concern, even after after April, where he looked solid. The batting average there, the on base was there, but there was no pop. Then he has as bad of a May as you can have. Um, man, since the start of June, we're talking thirty three games. Aaron Hicks. 290, 398, a 918 OPS while playing left field and center field tonight. Tracked a ball down nicely. Uh, Aaron Hicks, that we had been factoring out of the equation, has fully factored himself back into the equation, playing all-star level baseball for now a month and a half. I got to say, we, we've had an interesting relationship with Hicksy because when he, there's been times where he was playing really well, the numbers, but it just was kind of like a weird watch. We'll probably revert back to that. And I'll be very happy when we get there um, because the numbers are good and it's producing. He's not even that right now. He's like a fun yeah. time. <laughs> he's hitting well. He's playing well. And he's been hitting I, 290 for a month and a half. And with and with power, the power yes. is the bigger thing that's surprising me, because that surgery is supposed to be like the injury is crazy. It's supposed to zap you of all your power, and he's slugging five thirty six. Uh, sorry, slugging one dot zero four four in in July. And there's uh when when Anduhar when this happened with Anduhar, and I thought I didn't have emotional ties to Anduhar, and you were you were kind of surprised when I said that because obviously I do. And uh, when he started hitting, I was like this. I was like, oh, shit, I like Andor. And I did it. The, I think the first time Hicks had a big hitter, it was twin, the, it was twin series. And then the next one where I tweeted out just like, I'm fucking in. Like, I'm sorry. I'm in. Let's go get going. Because when he gets hyped up, uh, something twin twinkles inside of me, like nostalgic or just like, yeah, you're our guy. Like, right. yeah, let's go. You're a Yankee. So that doesn't happen for every player. I'm in. Like, I don't know. I think they're still going to try and trade for an outfielder. We're hearing talks and rumors about the the names that everyone's been talking and rumoring about. And I don't know where that leaves Hicks, fourth outfielder, third outfielder, Stan DH. I really, I don't know. But I hope it stays because it looks real. And it's, um, and I keep retweeting like a tweet I said where I said it looks like he found that 
fuck you, he was said he was bringing to the season because he's playing with a little bit of vigor now that he's found his stroke. So I'm enjoying it a ton. Yeah, he, uh, you know, I think I think we remember he bottomed out kind of in Baltimore, um, and and we kind of heard about that, and he, uh, he's gone. So yeah, it's it's one of those funny things. His stat line on the year kind of looks like Aaron Hicks. Um, you know, if if you take out that month of May, he's having like a phenomenal year. So, um, yeah, I mean Hicks, Hicks was. Pretty much going to be involved with this team unless the May stuff continued. Then it kind of would have been like, whoa, <laughs> we got to, we'll do something. Uh, Hicks is in, uh, you know, ever since he kind of uncorked that one throw, remember when we were like, okay, so you still have that. And now he's hitting with power. And you're right, dude. Like he's got, um, it, it doesn't matter, but it super matters. Like the dudes love him. Like him, him and Judgy are boys. And like he's, you know, when he gets amped up when he makes the big play like that, fire me up. So, uh, and that's why he got my pride. That's why he got your pride. That's smart. Yes, sir. Next uh, part of the episode, mm. it's... You Yankee motherfucker. Okay, okay. Badu, badu. Jameson Tyone for me. Okay. Uh 11-7-3 ERA now. 11-7-3 ERA in his last seven games. His stuff didn't look sharp. The only thing that looked sharp was a fastball, and he wasn't throwing it a lot. I mean, I don't know if you saw the numbers, but they got all of their extra base hits off of secondary pitches. They got a home run off the changeup, a sl- uh, home run off the slider, uh, double off the slider, home run off the cutter. They got a couple single, two singles off the fastball. He didn't generate a single swing and miss. On his changeup, cutter, curveball, or sinker, he threw. Um, that's a weird way to do math for me. He threw twenty-two of them. He didn't get a single swing and miss. And these are like pitches with movement. They're like supposed to get the swing and miss. And they put, um, eight eight of the twenty-two they put in play, and then they got their hits off it. So I don't know if there's something there. If if they saw it was coming, whenever you see a whole collection of pitches just eliminated like that, you raise an eyebrow. But he also only threw 22. They were putting him in play. They were sitting off speed the whole game, and he kept feeding him off speed. So I told you I fell asleep watching this one. So what I did was I went and you just hit the, the arrow on the laptop, and you can just watch like every pitch and keep going. And that was my only thought. I was like, why are we still throwing them sliders and cutters and curveballs? They're sitting like Jama, they're sitting off speed. Then he would throw fastball up in the zone and get the out. Um, and like in a close game, it felt odd that they just kept going to that. So it's a bad stretch now. Yeah, I do. I, I again, we're not eye to eye on this, so I don't want to start here. But the ERA number, I don't think that was right because he's his last six. He was a six one six coming into today, and he gave up six. And I might have. I'll pull up the ERA calculator again. Um, How many did he give up? He gave up six and five today. Uh, J-Mo obviously has regressed towards the mean. The numbers kind of said that was going to happen. Uh, I thought he only made one real mistake today. Uh, The pitch to Franchi Cordero uh, just left a changeup in the middle to him, uh, and then he went all fastballs the next at-bat to him. I think he learned his lesson. 
Uh, if we're not at Fenway Park, that Vasquez ball gets caught, and he's five innings, three earned run, and it's we are at Fenway Park. We are, but it would have been the second best start up from our rotation. Uh, it's still. I uh, put the numbers in reverse. <laughs> okay. Um, it's still bad. It's still a, a seven. Right. Six, nine. Eleven was a little. Yeah, yeah, nervous. yeah. My bad. Um, sleepy. I'm sleepy. He's sleepy. It's okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, we're. Uh, it's obviously not great. He's having a bad stretch, but he was going to have a bad stretch just like, I mean, a couple of our starting pitching are right now. So um, I think he's going to find it. Uh, again, the fastball looked good for him. It starts off of that. Uh, and you're right. The off speed was a little mad today, and, and it hurt him. The, I, but I think it was one mistake to Franchi. And then, the pitch to J.D. was a bad pitch, too. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, J.D. was due. Um, right, but he threw a cutter. Right, it was a bad cut. I mean, it was a cutter that, I mean, yeah, we, but, we've seen part of our rotation. We've seen Cole struggle with that now. You throw a bad well, I'm just cut, saying it's that, a So bad it's more than one mistake because the JD pitch was a mistake too. Yeah, I, but I mean, I, I don't know. That that one didn't affect me. I think you're, it's JD Martinez. That that guy can beat you. Franchi Cordero to leave a changeup over the middle to him. That's that's just a that's a hor- horrific pitch. Um, and yeah, we're uh, a little kid drawing of an outfield away from the second best start the series. So he's got one more start before the break against these Red Sox again in the stadium. Interested to see what that looks like. But yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a guy and I think we're seeing it around baseball. This is a guy who's kind of ready for the all-star break. I think he needs to breathe and, and kind of find it again. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see how it goes because he had a very particular strategy, which was like, fill the zone with off speed early and then close it with the fastball and it was working. And it seems teams have now said, we'll just sit fastball or we'll just sit off speed and, and, and not get fooled by that anymore. And might be his turn to pivot. I think, I think the low walk rate is actually very much hurting him at this point. Like I, like he needs to get more chases. Yeah. He's, he's got the, literally the, technically the best in baseball. He's only walking 3% of hitters, but I think now the scouting report is swing. That's why I wonder what his chase percentage is because it's Montgomery. Monty has the a really good walk percentage, but he also has the biggest um, out-of-the-zone chase, right? which is maybe now we need Tyler. But yeah, anything he threw that was you know supposed to be a chase pitch didn't get a whiff. Who's your MFR? Uh my MFR. Couple options, huh? Yeah. Um I mean, how about I'll I'll go Cole. Uh, I mean, kind of same song different chorus and you laid it out there before about Fenway. You know, we were we were pretty tough uh defending him uh on the way up cuz we were like, yeah, you know, it's a couple starts the the wild card start, he was pitching on one leg. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, man, you, you got to know, and this is kind of where Cole's pride kicks in and we, we get silly about him, but, you know, it, Devers gets that first one off of you and you got that kind of lead. You can't let that guy beat you again, and he did. Um, and now it's like you're saying, it's a whole conversation. And let's say, uh, let's say a playoff series does line up with the Red Sox this year. Is Cole lined up to pitch at home or on the road? Because uh, now we've got to do conversations like that, which those suck and aren't fun. So um, uh, I'll go Gareth. Uh, you know, maybe he should he should 
pass it on to Devers, but not good. Yeah, and, and with Devers looming, like, don't walk Ploiecki. You have a couple other hits, but mostly it's that if you can't pitch to him, then suck it up and walk him because you could pitch to J.D. Same thing we were saying about Choi a couple seasons ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. and eventually they didn't, they just start walking Choi. Didn't, didn't they, it wasn't there. Was it in the playoffs? No. Yeah. I feel like they got to a point down the stretch where they would, they walked Choi against Cole. They might've walked him a few times. I know Cole kind of changed the narrative there. Cause speaking, recently, yeah. Speaking of but in the regression, but in the middle of it, yeah. I think they did get to a point where it was like, no. And that, like, he can't pitch at Devers. Yeah, I mean, and hey, to be fair to him, a lot of people can't, and he joked about it in his press conference. Yeah, um, really good quotes. Yeah. Like, I, I really, he was just, like, kind of like, I'm open for suggestions. You, you can teach me how to get him out. Yeah. My only caveat, until then, walk him. Yeah. If you don't have to, don't. Yeah, you know, the bases are empty. Then... Practice trying new st- strategies. <laughs> there <you go. laughs> if there's a you know a dangerous situation and there's a spot for him, welcome. Coaching and Jim, we're also coaching the people up on Shady Rays as we head into awards. Shady Rays, they're giving you the ultimate award. How about a good pair of sunnies? Uh, and they've got a special All Star Week deal going. God, we're there, people. All-Star Week is upon us, and so is sunglasses season. If you need a new pair or more pairs for the summer, look no further than Shady Rays. Every pair has this. High-visibility polarized optics. Bang. High-quality, durable frames. Biscuit. And they're backed by their loss and broken replacement guarantee. Shady Rays will send you a new pair if you lose them or break them, no matter what. Basically, you've got shades for life if you get them from Shady Rays. And if you want to get $20 off of each pair of premium polarized sunglasses, so they changed up the deal for the All-Star Game, people. $20 off each pair of premium polarized sunglasses at ShadyRays.com with John Boy AS, All-Star. John Boy AS uh, at ShadyRays.com. $20 off each pair of premium polarized sunglasses. Premium polarized sunglasses. Word. Uh, I want to start with like a positive one. I don't want to yeah. be negative town. Yes. Um. So I'm going to go with the... Genuinely genuine award. The genuinely genuine award. A lot of hints. A lot of hints in there. Yeah, you should be able to get this one. It's an easy. It's an easy. The genuinely genuine award. It's a good award. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's going to Nestor. Who? Um. No. Okay. The opposite. Uh, not the opposite. Um, the opposite, you said. Well, there's... It's going to Jose Trevino. Opposite, okay. For uh, being an all-star. Mm. Because I... we've 
I mean, he's a genuine guy. Sure is. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. When they showed the montage of everyone being told they were an all-star, it was pretty funny. Clay Holmes was just like, cool. All right. Nestor was uh, laughing. Boone was making jokes. Hosey just started crying or like, you know, you could, he was like, I wish I wasn't fucking on camera right now. Like he was just emotional. And that's, that's awesome, man. I'm super, super excited because I think it's deserved. Um, I don't really know the results. Kirk's the starter, I'm guessing. Yeah. Has to be. But if you look at it, like, yeah, he is second best catcher in American League. Unless there's making arguments. I know that, I know that like, Heim's been good. Yeah, there's always arguments. Um, well, on the other side, like, Nestor, his stats, like, don't. You saw like the Dylan, you saw Dylan Cease who got like absolutely shafted, like beats Nestor in every single category. I feel pretty bad about that. But Trevino, I was like super pumped. This dude was a Ben Rort fed afterthought. Right. If you believe that story, which I don't. And defense only guy, nothing expected offense from him, nothing asked. Uh, it wasn't even supposed to be the starting catcher. Wasn't supposed to get more starts than Higgy. Supposed to be a platoon. He grabs a starting role and he grabs an all-star nod. It's something that, you know, like where Trevor Plouffe's on talking baseball with us and he had a seven seasons and a bunch of them were really good. He popped like 60 doubles one season or something like that. I don't know what the number was. Never an all-star. Like it's really cool that Jose Trevino gets to say he went to the all-star game. Yeah, it's kind of the, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this on Talking Baseball a little bit, it's kind of the other side of the All-Star Game not being the full-season All-JM Team Award that we do, is that, you know, some some guys get a memory forever, and uh, I'll defend Nestor a little bit. I mean, he, he's got a better resume than Cole so far this year, so if we're if we're, if we're peeling back guys on the Yanks. Uh, is Cole an All-Star, season, too? Yeah. Is that just because vote? Yeah, I know, it's weird. No, it's not just, voting. Yeah, I don't think fans vote on the pitchers. Oh, I meant like coaches vote. Uh, sorry, I meant is that because voting oh. takes place by coaches like two weeks ago? Potentially. Like, I'd have to we'll yeah. see if we can look into that more. But I don't know if you saw the C stuff, but like he got kind of shafted. Oh, yeah, his stats are better. I, they they might have just went like Yankees are a great team mode. There's, that's what that I'm sometimes there's also like he should be over Cole. Yeah, there's also like, like Cole is lined up to pitch Sunday. So he's not going to pitch in the game. So he, he might replace him there. Like, yes. Yeah, guys get knocked get out. He's got to get in. I think oh, yeah. he'll get in. Yeah. Um, Big Dylan Cease pod. Trevino also had a good series. I yeah. mean, he he which I, I thought he would. He went five for 12, which is four seventeen. I mean, one of them was that little bloop that dropped in, mm. but four other hits. Or did he have two bloops? He had two unseeable balls. Yeah. When he got thrown out at second, when he made it. So, Invisible. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was really happy. Uh, I am as cynical as it comes about the All-Star game. It does not get me emotional or make me think anything but, like, this is a load of crap because of all the reasons that I've said for five years on here. But this one, I was like, all right, shit. I'm really happy for Drino. Pretty cool, and I mean, talk about five years of stuff, five years of Gary Sanchez conversations that now the guy they bring in, a guy that was very much supposed to be a platoon body, arguably one of two, if not one of three, Rort Fat Gang, stay strong. Um, and here he is starting the All-Star game. His defense has been awesome. His hustle 
has been awesome that it's, you know, it's uh it's pretty funny that this dude, you know, uh will will corner Brian Cashman one of these days. He uh he thought Trevino would be solid. He didn't think. He didn't have this one. He might have I'll give him this. I think they had Licky. Um I think they even had Geo. I'll give him that one. I'm not giving him the full belt notch for Trevino. I don't think they had Geo. I think they kind of thought something was there. 20 grand and he like finished 2018 in AAA and then started 2019 in AAA. They thought something because he was one of those inside out swing guys yeah. and power the other way. They thought there was Muscular something. Muscular dude. Trevino, they just wanted him to catch the ball. Yeah. They knew he had the glove. Oh, I was watching the Rays and Red series and I don't know the numbers on this. You don't know, people. But the Re- I don't know who was catching for the Rays. It was yesterday. He couldn't steal a strike to save his ass. And I was like, oh my God, Trevino would have, those all would have been strikes. Like it's, it's, and I don't love that aspect of baseball. Right. But it's visual, it's like visually, you can be like, yeah, no, Trevino just got that strike. Yeah. Who was the catcher? He was catching high balls and pushing it up. And then it was a ball, but it was like right in the zone. The Rays got shafted on a couple calls. It was yesterday's game. I think it was Francisco Mejia. I don't know if he rates out good or bad, but my couple inning eye test was like, ugh. No bueno. No bueno. Your first award is? BBD, can you tell me if he rates out good or bad? I don't know how to find that. If you you know how to find it quickly. Oh, look. James, uh, my first award. Start wrapping it up. Uh, My first award is the golf award. Golf. Golf. He doesn't rate great. Yeah. Don't look great either. Scouting. Uh, I'm a scout. Golf. Low, low score wins. Okay. Don't allow runs. Okay. Uh, Lucas Litke. James. The golf award is going to, I pulled an old school Jake on you because I tricked you. I, we talked about it last time. I'm going Nestor Cortez Jr. Uh, Another tough start from him. Uh, monster, the, the, the righties, not good. The one thing that ends up saving his ass in maybe this series, Jim, when you play golf, a lot, of, a lot of not regular golfers, they always say the line, you know, there's one thing that makes you come back. You know, you have that one good shot on 16, put it within six feet, and you're like, ah, you know, it wasn't a great day out there, but that's, that's what got me. Nestor tormented Devers. Um, and if he, if Devers had a normal Devers day, uh, Nestor might not make it to the second inning, but Nestor put him in the spin cycle. His first at bat, uh, he gets, uh, three or he strikes him out two strikes swing, swinging monster swings, which I think ended up getting him banged up. Second, no, it was the railing. He ran into the railing on the foul ball when he was playing third. I, I think these factored in. I think he was trying to hide it from Nestor. Strike swinging, strike swinging. Uh, two strike swings in that at bat, and he gets him to pop out. Uh, and then his final at bat, Nestor's second to last batter. He's on the ropes. Three strikes swinging on Rafael Devers Jr., the guy that tortured Cole the day before and now watching everything else play out. So, it wasn't good, um, but normally the guy that kills you, uh, Nestor was 
nasty Nestor against that one guy, and that'll keep him coming back. So uh, Nestor gets the golf award. The golf award. Golf. One of my favorite card games. Yeah, it's a good one. Not really. It's like probably top 20. Yeah, I mean favorite. Not my favorite. I know of it. It's not his favorite card game. Yeah. My final award. Yes. Is. Okay. The. All right. I don't have a creative name. All right. You want to workshop some? Sometimes you've been landing on the name at the end of the award. Yeah. Yeah. We just like pivot. It's like, this is the TBD award. That's what you're going with. Well, for now. Right. For now. Yes. Any guesses? Uh, No, man. Again, it's like clueless. (laughs) Oh, geez. It's clue movie. Lucas Lickie, I'll go. You're doing me. No, Glaber, man, Glaber. I'm mm. trying to keep it positive. Um, Glaber loves big games or pressure situations or national spotlight or playoffs. Like his numbers have always kind of been good when he's right in those situations. Yeah. In July. 419 batting average, 486 on base percentage. In this series, 375 average, 375 on base percentage. He had two hits in the first game, three hits in the second game, one hit in the third game, and he did not play game four because the Yankees have to sit someone. So this maybe is like I was trying to do like a thing of like an oversight, oversighted stud like combination of a phrase or something like that. Okay. But it's also kind of like this poor roster construction sucks phrase that one of these guys has to sit every game because they should play. And and then also they have a 14-game lead and they're winning. And I think having one guy sit every day is actually going to be beneficial in the end. So I'm coming around on it because they're so good. But I, I feel bad anytime a guy has to sit. Glaber's just good, man. He's having he's I don't know what his numbers on a year are. I can look at him right now. But of late, he's been just fun to watch and good. He misses that one ball to his left that we've seen him get a ton. Kind of like st- handcuffed himself a little. Yeah. It's not about that. It's about that Glaber's good. He's having an incredible year. He's a three-war player right now. I know that doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, but 13 homers. Um, again, if you if you butter knife out his atrocious start to the season, he's he's been great. Uh, he's been fantastic, and yeah, I mean, you know, it's when you're resting players and you're winning, it's beautiful. The first two games, oh yeah, Judge and Rizzo are sitting, and it's Stanton sitting. This is oh, this is incredible. And then when you sit one of your good guys at at the end of a loss, you're saying, well, hey, you know who's been playing really good defense at second base, Glaber Torres. Uh, you know, the two bloopers, I'm not saying Glaber catches them, but he's looked good this year, and I, I think those are just 50-50 plays of baseball gods. I'm, I'm not saying Glaber makes that play at a better rate, um, but he's got a shot, and who knows? Who knows how that changes the course of the game, never mind his bat that, uh, you know, has been just as good as the defense. That's why he's kind of racking up war. Like, we're, we're finally getting the scouting report on Glaber Torres. So he's good. A good guy. Good. Good. 
Still young, too. Yeah. Make that the award. Still young, too. Still young. Award. Still young, too. If you're looking for that butter knife, first 11 games of the year, it's bad numbers of 491 OPS in those first 11 games. It's 856 and 65 games since then. That's all it was, was the first 11 games? Yeah. He was. Based, that seems to be the low watermark point. It was pretty bad. Wild. Don't know if that the part I grabbed is where he like took off, but that was the low what watermark. If, yeah, let's just take off all of April. Okay, see April's what, gone. 838. What was your OPS? 856. Great. It's it. only 11 games. We're going to leave it. We're going to leave that. Maybe that's the award. Only 11 games. It's only 11 games. His name is Robert Paulson. Now I'm now I'm in butter knife mode. Get me out of here. Um James, I will go. I mean 49 games and 880 OPS. Okay. Dude, with batting average, him and Hicks. That's wild. Wild. Uh, Jim, I will give out uh, the prestigious uh, local fireman award. Local fireman LL. This has got to be. Got to be. Now, I'm not going to mess around and joke and, and, right. and guess incorrectly as a joke here. You know, right? Because we keep track of this. Yeah. And I need my record to stay tight because I've never gotten one wrong on record. Mm. So I'm going to guess that this is lukewarm Lucas Litke. Jimmy, it is Lucas. Let's not forget his middle name, Lucas Lester Litke. Um, he looks more like a Lester. <laughs> he's kind of Lestery. Uh, Lucas Litke, friend of the show. Hey, dude, if his name was Lester. Everyone would think about him different. Oh, yeah. Like, Lucas is like a... Unapproachable. Yeah. Oh, no. Lester with his current look. Yeah. Yeah. If his name was Lester, he wouldn't have the mustache. You can't. You can't. Can't do that. Um, The chat already did the layup if he has the mustache and is Lester. Yeah, I mean, not great. Jim, been a weird year with Lucas Lickie. Um Comes out of the gate. They were kind of using him the same way. His first six games, um, you know, it clean. one six nine ERA, and it's like, all right, Lucas Lickie at the back of our bullpen. Cool. This guy's going to be a fun, like, two-year Yankee. Uh, he starts getting hit a little bit. Uh, he's got a rough stretch from April, uh, from end of April to basically mid-May, where he's getting hit. He had an eleven five seven ERA. Um He's getting hit, and he wasn't getting used. Like, we were looking at all our bullpen guys getting used, and Licky was always on the chart, like, okay. Uh, so we just don't use Licky? Like, okay, we, we play the Blue Jays, and we can't use Licky because they got a lot of righties? You know, it was, it was kind of getting a weird area where we're wondering how, how is this going to play out. I mean, he finishes May. He's got a 5 8 4 ERA. Um, we're asking questions. Since June, James, Lucas Litke, 17.2 innings, one earned run, a 0.51 ERA for the last month and a half. Um, his ERA is down to 2.7. Uh, Lucas Litke, A, look at all the pitching performances this series. His 3.10 earned runs is arguably the best performance of the series. 
Uh, I know some of it came low pressure. Some of it was actually medium pressure. I was cracking up because remember when we saw his medium pressure numbers were really good. Lukewarm. Yeah. Uh, so that still holds. I love his look. He can't go by Lester. Uh, he's been really good for the past month. And uh, yeah, man, it, like you said, you know, kind of weird, 49 pitches. But I think as they were lower leverage and he was just twirling them, and I think it helps he's not a guy that just throws 98, uh, a big outing for him. So go Lucas Lester Licky. Go Lucas. Go Lester. Good stuff. I'm interested to see how he recovers from going 41 pitches out of nowhere. Like he might be down for a week. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, if he throws like 30, he'd normally be out, what, two days? And I would two, yeah. I would I would guess three to four. They had the built in off day tomorrow. That's nice. That is nice. Cool. I think the chat probably needs you to talk about DJ and J D a little more before we're out of here. That's fair. Um, Josh Donaldson, again, outside of one play, he very much could have gotten a pride this series. His two homers put the Yankees up 4 nothing in two of these games. Uh, his, his numbers on the series, I mean, 8 RBI, that's actually insane. But the rest of the numbers aren't too, too crazy. He made a couple nice plays at third. We are going to remember the one play that wasn't as nice, but he made a couple high-level plays too. I don't give a fuck about that play. Yeah. Like it doesn't scare me moving forward. It didn't bother me in live time. He got the out. I don't know if the double play was guaranteed. Right. He stayed with it and he made way more good plays at third than that one. And he's been incredible defensively. So, and then with the bat, he came to as well. So, I mean, to harp on that, I think is crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, there was a chance it could have ended the game. We'll never know. Um, but yeah, and it's it, I mean it, he did a lot with the bat. Yeah. And he and he made good plays. Jim, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you at all. It's just it's funny at the end of the series he 250 batting average, 294 on base percentage, and I don't know, when we continue to look at the Josh Donaldson numbers, we think they're always going to go, and hopefully they still do. His at-bats looked a lot better. He kind of looked like his timing was off for a little bit. He looked pretty in this series, so like that. DJ? Yeah. What do they? What do we need to say about DJ? DJ had a good series as well. He had four hits in three games. Oh, they want to hear about the bloops. I mean, what my t- right. It's a no chat day. If that's what the, those are no, twisting, was, turning bloops. Uh, yeah, it Just was. It was a popular topic. I I understand why they want to know. Yeah, I, th- I think they were really tough plays. He basically had the first one, and then he didn't. And that would have been awesome. And then the next one, I do think... Next was, one what was, is Hicks' ball that he's <laughs> helping out on because Hicks didn't get a good jump. Right. That's I think that's the probably what the people want to hear is that they on the broadcast they were saying it was all DJ. I mean, Hicks Hicks wasn't there. Uh, so DJ had to try to make a play on a ball that, that shouldn't have been him. So, uh, tough. Tough. Gallo and Kiner combined for a two for 19. Gallo's being a drop ball. Kiner grounds out on like three pitches every single at bat. Still have people like in the chat or like on Twitter, like defending IKF. And um, I I think they're just like being nice at this point. 
he's not helping. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's... Did you see the numbers? The guy on Twitter, I forget his name. He's been around forever, and he's got good stuff. It was like, he takes pitch one, he swings at pitch two, and I I ran, like, the numbers, and, like, 24% of the time he takes pitch one, and 50% of the time he swings at pitch two. It's hilarious. Yep. It's like a little leaguer, like, work the count. Remember to work the count. Let's see one. Like, oh, all right, I saw one. Now I swing. Now I can swing. And then ground out. The bats are tough. The bats are tough. And it's he makes that one highlight play, and you start getting a little juice, and then he, he makes his like, routine error. Signature error that you just you can't have that. The bats are so tough, man. There's just it's no. The, it's the emptiest batting average you could possibly have. Yeah. I was looking around the league at it. And, and this is what people don't get. They're like, two two seventies good. And it's like, no, two seventies good if you're Glaber or Judge and also providing pop and on base, then two seventies good. If you're not providing pop or getting on base, you need to be at like two ninety-five or three hundred. <laughs> for it to be serviceable with an on base that's better than your batting average. And you can't take three weeks off and then be good for two weeks and then take three weeks off and have the inconsistencies and the streakiness of a power hitter. So like you cannot just look at 270 and be like, that's good. It's like, no, it's, there's nothing else that comes with it. He doesn't work counts, get on base, hit for power or anything else. It's it's really not good. And by the way, Ed, we did this reverse for Glaber. If you butter out butter knife out the start of the season where an IKF got going after that those first couple games, he's been for fifty three games now. This is without tonight's stats. He's been a five eighty nine OPS hitter. Like that's that's bad. That's very bad. I'm interested in trying something new. Thank you and me both, sister. I don't know how much longer the he's hitting 280 argument can hold up. There's a batting average for the season in the 260s now. That's not a high enough batting average to ride just that stat. Not good. Yeah. Doesn't strike out a lot. I like that. Well, he hasn't seen three pitches. (laughs) Can't. He doesn't see enough pitches to strike out. That's how game in the game. Um, he he's really twisting me up with how many, how much, how much support he's getting. Both of these guys. So I don't know if we want to end the up there. <laughs> well, I think I think Gal is out. I mean, Carpenter starting every game, and and with Hicks, he also hitting. They cannot afford to start, and 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 knowing he's not going to be on the team in the future. Jim two and zero oh in the games he started this series. Well, the next. The next, um, like, know, Red Sox series. Like I, don't think, I don't think Gal can start next Red Sox series. Especially Carpenter's also a lefty, short porch, all that stuff. Play Carpenter, right field, judge in center, Hicks in left. He's going to get one. I don't know. They're really Started dialing these it games. down and down and down. He's two weeks away from a good season. His words. Let's get out of here.
All right. Thank you guys very much. Yankee. Who do they play next? Who do they, who do, is it? It's a interleague. Your Reds, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, the Reds just swept the Rays. So the Rays are so injured. Talk about a team that's actually devastatingly injured. And I feel bad for them. They just lost Franco, Wander, and Kiermeyer again. And like their whole bullpen. Um, it's like their whole bullpen and like every starter you would have named coming into the year. It it's, like. it's, and if you look at like that, how injured teams have been, the Rays are like far and away the most. It's a, it's a bummer of a time, but, but the Reds are playing good ball. They got some nice fun young pitchers that are a little like gutsy out there. So not a walkover series. I hope it's not a hangover series. I hope the Yankees come in and tune up for the next time they face the Red Sox in the Bronx. Yeah, losing losing the last two, they should be a little more tuned up after an off day to to win some games against the Reds. Yeah, true. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see ya next time. Go Yanks! Tell them, Rams. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>